Welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod Welk. And I'm Annie Kriegbaum. How was your summer vacation? What did you do for your summer vacation? I booked a summer vacation over my summer vacation. Okay, good. So I'm going, I will be going on a trip soon that I'm so excited about. I get to take someone to Mexico for the first time. Someone who's never been to Mexico? They're Danish. Those people don't really go past the equator. (laughs) Fair. You have to pack a lot of sunscreen. Okay, so you planned a vacation to Mexico, and we all know that 75% of the positive emotional and psychological effects of a vacation is like the planning and the anticipation. Right, yeah. And I did a horrible thing where I booked this place that I've been wanting to go to for a while because I love the architect that designed it. And then I looked at the reviews after (laughs) And either the people that have visited are like very wealthy into design, which in the Venn diagram of like very wealthy into design, we share the into design, but not the very wealthy part. So like Mm -hmm. I'm okay with this town. That's a small town. There's no room service. It's like the they have a cook that'll come and make breakfast. It's not a a five star hotel. No, but it's like beautiful. I mean, it's like no, no, I know. It's like it's like a gorgeous architecturally thing, but it's not like. There's not 24-hour room service and 24-hour, like, There's no know, walls on two of the walls. Right. It's like, <laughs> On two of the walls? What are you talking about? Like, it's not like a four-sided room. Is there a roof? Yes, there's a beautiful domed roof. Okay. Anyway, that so we- That sounds amazing. I'm going there. I'm going to my favorite restaurant in the world. So that's happening. But I also realized now I have to shop for bathing suits. And the place where I always get my bathing suits is now canceled. So now I don't know what to do. Because I can't, I can't do that. I can't support my dollars. What about, I feel like they make bathing suits out of recycled water bottles. They always have. Did you know that? <laughs> really? And they yeah, just like, some they marketing just started, genius yes. was like, we, let's just talk about it. Yeah, seriously. My favorite new thing in marketing is, is when brands say that they use ocean bound plastic because technically... Or theoretically, I guess, all plastic could be bound <laughs> Wait, for the ocean. Wait, hold on, hold on. I've never heard ocean bound. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, that's no. a new thing. Where they're like, this is 100% ocean bound plastic. And I'm like, this is genius because basically all plastic is ocean bound. But they're not taking the responsibility for like, and if we didn't make this and buy it, it wouldn't exist <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think it's another way of saying like somewhat post-consumer like where it's like there is like some recycled content but instead of just saying recycled content it's like that they're saving it from the like they're basically like catching it like combing it from the beach I mean I I think that there's some brands that are actually using the plastic combed from the beach to me ocean bound plastic is a good one also grass-fed ice cream I love that just like what who's saying that you've never seen it where it says like grass-fed butter or grass-fed ice cream I've seen grass-fed milk I don't know enough about grammar to qualify I like what aspect of that gives me a chuckle, but it's just the fact that like we're cutting out the actual thing that was grass fed to like bring the descriptor to the descriptee. Isn't it funny going from being like a long form journalist writer to like a copywriter or like somebody that works on brands? Yeah. Even with packaging, labeling packaging, it's you have like, to like there's no rules. There's, I mean, there and are there's rules, also no room. There's no room. The rules are very unclear. Is it OTC? When's the expiration date? What, what's yeah. a claim? What's not a claim? Like, <laughs> there's really no, like, governing body. No. And famously, cosmetics are not regulated by the FDA or, like, skincare. And a lot of people like, misspeak yeah. because they're saying, oh, I made an OTC product and therefore it's FDA approved. 
the FDA doesn't go around approving your products. <laughs> they, no. put, they put regulations in place that you need to follow to be compliant, but yeah. otherwise they're not like going and saying like, yes, I like with their sword on your shoulders, like you are now an FDA approved product. There's not someone like pouring through, like testing your product. You know, that's just not how it works. No. Anyway, um, are you anyway, going to tell me about your past week? Because we didn't really, I feel like we haven't seen each other in a really long time. And I feel like you haven't been sending me updates. Oh, what to say, what to say. Being a working parent is hard as Evie becomes more and more alert and conscious to like the world around her. It's harder and harder to leave because she like realizes that you're leaving and like realizes when you come back, which is like pretty amazing. What does her face do? She smiles like this, like big gummy smile. It's like really, yeah. No, it's like she is starting to recognize us. It's really cute. And I totally understand now the conflict that a lot of working parents have where it's like, I'll be at my office on my computer and I'll get a text message from our wonderful nanny. And it's a picture of Evie like having a nice time on a walk. And I'll like think to myself, why am I sitting here writing emails and someone else is raising my child, it's hard. And you can feel guilty about it. And I'm doing it for the future. You do feel guilty? You're not like, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm not even joking right now. I always wondered that. No, I I do feel, I feel guilty that I'm like working on something that is quote unquote not important where my daughter is important and I've outsourced that, but you can't outsource your own work. Or I guess, (laughs) I guess you can, but I will say like I'm in a quote unquote mom group And I'm the only guy in the mom group. And it's all first time parents, first time moms. A lot of the struggles that the women are experiencing, I just like, as a man would never have really, and especially as a man who's in a relationship with another man, I would have never understood or thought about or empathized with. And hearing just sort of a lot of the identity stuff and a lot of, especially as it pertains to careers where like you're kind of as a woman with a baby, like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, you've gave up if you don't go back to work. But if you go back to work, then you're a bad mom. Or at least there are people in your life, whether or not it's your husband or your spouse, there are people who are going to make comments being like, oh, isn't it hard to leave your baby? Like things like that, which it's been eye-opening really that's still happening today where people are yes i mean like to everyone that i know to a greater or lesser extent it's not always as extreme but i think just like there whether it's an internal struggle or whether other people are saying things i think it happens and i think too i'm just thinking a lot about not wanting to like fuck my kid up Mm -hmm. like you think about people and you probably know people who had really difficult childhoods and I don't want our daughter to to like feel that way and so I don't really know how you do that but what have you fucked up so far like what do you think you're like oh that's gonna leave a mark on her I mean it's only been four months so I feel like so far so good I mean one time I was trying to cut her nails and I did nick the top of her finger <laughs> and she like did give me this look like you just hurt me on purpose and like I can't believe you did that and I was like oh my god I'm like the worst person in the world like it was a mistake but she doesn't understand mistakes she was like why did you do that like ow I'm bleeding now that's horrible like why would you do that to someone 
Um, so that was <gasps> that was slightly traumatic. Do you think she'll ever hold your hand again? I hope so. I hope she doesn't remember that. Subconsciously, she probably will. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to be conscious and, and be like a present parent, which is not always easy in the age of social media, you know? Yeah, I do know. Especially with TikTok. She can't sit up by herself yet. So a lot of the time you're playing with her, she's on her back, laying down, and I'll put my phone next to her head. <laughs> So that I can check my phone while I'm playing with her. It's like driving and texting where you're like kind of like going back and forth between like making eye contact with her and then like looking on Instagram. I don't know. That makes me sound like a horrible dad. No, no, no. You're fine. I'm figuring it out. You know, speaking of struggles, I have an arts and culture moment to discuss with you. Okay. I discovered this show on Apple Plus called Physical, starring Rose Byrne. I was going to talk to you about this. Have you been watching it? No, I just heard about it this morning. But I was oh, like, oh, it's wonderful. So I'll set it up without giving too much away. It takes place in the, I guess, early 80s. So like at the end of disco and the beginning of the sort of heightened excess of the 80s and the Jane Fonda workout craze. Right before that home videos and all that sort of stuff revolutionized fitness, it's a woman living in suburban Southern California, played by Rose Byrne, who is struggling with a lot of like negative internal dialogue and specifically binge eating disorder. And she finds fitness and I'll let everyone discover it for themselves, but I've never seen a TV show or any kind of content that has so accurately and delicately, but also viscerally shown eating disorders and like how your inner monologue can be so critical and so harsh. And that's part of the show. And it's done really well. Rose Byrne is a gem. And I would call it like a dramedy. It's not all depressing and dark because it is, there is the like sort of gloss of the 80s and like the style and the hair and the fashion of the 80s in it. But it's a very, to me, like a very accurate portrayal of the way that some of us talk to ourselves and struggle with food and body image. I don't know. It's worth watching. Obviously, trigger warning. But it's on Apple Plus. Yeah. And she's she definitely be nominated for every everything. She's <sighs> phenomenal. It's the one I don't have. I even got you know, Showtime. Yeah, I got Showtime to watch Z-Way's show, which was great. Oh, yeah. You really liked that. I loved it. It's yeah. still going? She got renewed for a second season. Okay, there you go. The full first season is already up on Showtime, and it's good. I've been like in a movie phase. What are you watching? I'm just catching up. Just re-watching things. Just making other people watch things that they haven't seen. Nothing too interesting. I, the Criterion Collection. I've been trying to. I sit down with the best intentions and I'm like, I'm going to read these subtitles. I'm really going to pay attention. (laughs) Like all of them are described as a slow burn. I'm like, God damn it. I can't do this right now. (laughs) I have a question. (laughs) Can we be honest with each other for a minute? And like this might shock and upset and really infuriate people. When was the last time you read a book from cover to cover? Probably like end of last year. Okay. You want to tell me? (laughs) Like 2011, maybe? What was it? 2010. 
I have a question. Did you ever read when you were my editor? Did you ever read my articles? Well, so that was what I always told myself is I would like read and edit for a living. So I was like reading all day, but I was reading short form content and articles. And like, I've always been a voracious consumer of culture and pop culture. So Mm -hmm. I was like reading a lot. And then by the end of the day, like the last thing I wanted to do was read to unwind. Whereas like my parents are both crazy readers and will go through books and books and books a week. And my dad's a book agent, so he does read all day. But I just didn't inherit that gene. And I want to like tune out and watch The Real Housewives or something like that. And I feel guilty about it. Casey gets mad at me because I'll like buy so many books. Mm -hmm. And then they'll just sit on my nightstand gathering dust because I like want to read them. Right. But I just don't know when you read, like before you go to bed. No, I mean, you have to get over that hump. So you have to dedicate at least half an hour or something to just sitting when, somewhere nice. And when? It doesn't matter. Just any time. And then once you get like past, you're no, like, like, okay, I'm like, invested. Like, okay, like fit reading into my, what you imagine my schedule to be. What I would probably do if I were you in California, I would get in the car by myself. You can't read and drive. I'm not, I'm saying you would go somewhere. Go somewhere, put out so a blanket. This is like on a weekend. Well, I'm hold on. I'm driving somewhere and I'm putting out a blanket and I'm gonna read. I don't know why not. Oh, number one, ADHD. Number two, yeah. So you have to put yourself in Evelyn this place. So you can't Welk. be. Number you can't three, be surrounded. So ha- take her with you. I don't think you understand how babies work. You know, if you're so concerned with her, like absorbing all these things, that it's like now she's just gonna be addicted to her phone. Uh, which is like literally my nightmare. That's all that she's absorbing through you. What's actually funny, this does remind me that I have a very close family friend who is kind of my like godfather. And he was telling me that the way that he was read to as a child, like his parents wouldn't read him children's books. They would read the newspaper out loud as a bedtime story, just so that like he would be hearing words and stories, but the dad and mom would get to like read the news, which I think is kind of a genius idea. Yeah. I could just read like that like we work book to Evie while she's like going to bed. Oh no, that's like bad vibes. I wouldn't do that with Evie. You don't want to teach her about startups. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start with the lean startup and then we're gonna do lean in. It's gonna be a full education. By the time she's ten, she's going to have be her pitch deck the ready. youngest person in Y Combinator. Yeah. Or actually she's probably gonna be an investor. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like cold emailing founders being like, hi, <laughs> I'd love to set up 30 minutes next week sometime. Love what you're doing. I'm 11. Co-founder. Do we want to talk about the beauty industry and do our podcast? I think we should. So Nick, speaking of plastics and oceans, you sent me this, but I saw it too. Because I'm always on top of my nature news. I learned something incredible about beauty PR, which is that, or any PR, the way stories could be spun. I knew that stories, like negative stories could be spun into a positive or vice versa. I didn't realize that like other brands could essentially kind of take credit for what a totally different business is doing, which L'Oreal, we would never accuse you of doing such a thing. We think that you're incredible and we... Would love to talk ways to work together. However, a lot of PR went out last week about L'Oreal, one of L'Oreal's brands launching with the first ever enzyme recycled plastic bottle packaging. It's the Biotherm brand. And to be clear, enzymatic 
recycling technology is, according to Jacques Play, Packaging and Development Director for L'Oreal, it is an alternative to mechanical recycling. So it somehow uses enzymes to break down the plastic and reform it. Is that so, fair? Yes. So Biotherm is the L'Oreal brand that's using this technology, but the technology was developed by a totally different company called Carbios. And they work with all sorts of industries to basically figure out a way, like you just said, to better recycle plastic so that they can be infinitely recyclable versus now, which I didn't even realize until I started getting into the weeds on the packaging for soft services is that plastics are not infinitely recyclable in the same way that like a metal is. So you can like essentially melt down the metal and it will still have the same properties over and over again. Yeah, it's just less and less stable. Right. So if you think about really simple example is virgin plastic has the strength and tension and the right type of physical properties to work as a hinge. So, you know, like a toothpaste cap that you flip open and there's a, basically a little plastic hinge. So yeah, that yeah. will. Oh, and you can't do that with recycled plastic? Yeah. So as, as plastics go through recycling, mechanical recycling, they get more brittle and less reliable. So stuff like that, like a hinge or anything mechanical will break. So you really have to use virgin plastic for those pieces. And we I talked about this so much on the podcast, but like tiny pieces of plastic oftentimes don't get put through the recycling. Anyway, so this is a totally new way of breaking down the material and being able to essentially, like you, you said this before we started recording, but Nick mentioned wanting to take his face down to the studs. So you basically <laughs> take the plastic packaging that's being recycled down to the studs, which is like the particulate of the PET and you're able to reform it into essentially a virgin plastic again. So they're also working, this company Carbios is also working on like tires that are infinitely recyclable with Michelin. And also Nick, speaking of Michelin, this is off topic. Did you know that Michelin stars and Michelin tires are like the same company? Yeah. Oh, because we watched, it was on Mad Men, right? It was. I didn't watch oh, I Mad know. Men. I just knew oh, because know? like there's Michelin guides and it's the same logo as like the tires. Okay, so maybe I'm the only one that didn't know. Shit. (laughs) So this is exciting for both the beauty industry, but all of us. For the planet. I mean, actually, and speaking of which, I would just like to mention one thing, which is a just interesting anecdote for anyone who lives somewhere where they need a car. Casey's lease was up on his car, and he and I were determined to get an electric car, a fully electric car for the next vehicle. Mostly because we feel like it's it's one thing that we can do to reduce carbon emissions, which and cars and automobiles are one of the leading uh, sources of emissions. And we thought also, okay, here, the added benefit is that it will be cheaper because we won't be buying gas, etc. Turns out it's basically the same price because... If you li- well, if you live in a condo building, which we do, like a multi-unit building, you don't get the same electricity credits that you would get if you lived in a single-family dwelling. So basically, if you're plugging in your car to charge it, you're using electricity, so your electricity bill goes up. And so it's basically a, maybe a slightly cheaper than having a gas car, but you really have to do it just for the sake of the planet. And it, it's not really a money-saving thing, turns out. We got one anyway, but it was a little disappointing to figure that out. (laughs) You're like, by the way, I love Tesla. (laughs) Tesla is an incredible product. No, it's not. What are they? Moving on. What? Oh, we got an Audi e-tron. 
which is like it's a big boy car we got it because it has a big enough interior for two car seats so there's a little hint uh no we're not pregnant though moving on kim kardashian and kylie jenner as we all know and we have breathlessly documented on this podcast sold majority stakes in both of their businesses to cody which is a conglomerate and after the sale or the investment slash sale, the formulator, the, the contract manufacturer, which is the person who creates and develops and manufactures all of the products for Kylie and for Kim, called Seed Beauty, sued KKW and Kylie for basically leaking trade secrets to Cody. So the, the implication being that if Cody now has a majority stake in these two brands, that these two brands would then open their books to Cody and show them all the secrets that their manufacturer had, you know, shared with them along the way of developing all their products. So what does KKW and Kylie do? They have to exit their agreement with Seed Beauty, the one who has made all the lip kits and all the whatevers, and they have to start fresh. And the way that they've done that from a consumer perspective is by calling it a rebrand. So they're rebranding Kylie Cosmetics, and now they're also rebranding Kim Kardashian West Cosmetics, a.k.a. KKW Beauty. She's keeping the name KKW Beauty, even though we know that she and Kanye are no longer an item, and they're going to basically develop all new products. So they're putting a positive spin on this. Kylie said that the new lip kit will have eight hour staying power and they're vegan and mineral oil free and free of quote 1600 other ingredients. But it's basically just because they have to. And I wouldn't expect any like different branding, though maybe we could be surprised. Yeah, I'm just getting PR lesson after PR lesson this week because it's like Kim's people and Kylie's people, which we know is the same people, which is Christian, right? Are yeah. they're both it's the exact same language. They're saying we're redeveloping our formulas to be quote unquote clean and vegan. And we're putting all of our things that we all of our different various little brands onto one website because it used to be you couldn't buy Kylie Skin and Kylie Cosmetics right. from a single website. So yes, this is obviously very interesting timing with the Cody deal and with this lawsuit. So we are speculating here, only speculating that this whole reformulation, quote unquote, new feel, new look, that their messaging is simply just IP. they're redeveloping their formulas because they don't actually own the IP. Seed Beauty probably still does. And, and I mean, I think it's not uncommon that after an acquisition, I mean, this happens all the time, that the acquirer will like have certain, either whether it's like certain standards for ingredients that the brand that they acquire didn't have and they'll have to like bring the brand up to that standard or like they remove certain ingredients they have to reformulate things they have to make things cheaper to produce so that they have higher margins all that stuff is common i mean a lot of people felt that after keels was acquired by l'oreal that like all of their formulas changed whether or not that's actually true we i, I don't know but i know that it is commonly it has to happen because also like who knows what deals these smaller brands have entered into with the people making their product. And then when you have a Lauder or a L'Oreal in the picture, they like have to make things a lot more legit and buttoned up. So all the best. Best of luck. <laughs> I think Kim should just do skims. They're so good. Yeah. They really are. I mean, she's doing that too. She's, she's going to, I think she's going to make where, it. Where does she 
like how and they're good they're good i haven't tried her makeup specifically she has a really good creative director who tracy romulus no it's a, a woman also named kim kim schraub and she is the creative director of skims and she's really fucking good she's like the one who brought on donna trope to shoot who's been doing the stuff with Vanessa Beecroft. She was in Kanye's crew and then I think came over to work on Skims. She's brilliant and really talented. I told you I got a bunch of Skims. Yeah. And it fits well and it's nice and the quality's good. Something happened between my first order and now. I think that they kind of updated some of the cuts and fabrics. They're really good. And it, it look, it pains me to say that too, not only because I would have bought Los Angeles apparel, but as of Unfortunately, actually, I think I knew about this last year, too. They weren't taking proper like care of their workers during COVID, and a lot of people got sick. And aye, aye, aye. anyway, so they Kim is the perfect stand-in for that. And if some evil person is going to get my money, then I want it to be her. And Skims is doing the U.S. Olympic team's like sweats out of nowhere where is this thing? <laughs> i don't know like, it's just genius does this happen all, every every olympics i'm trying to think back because they they don't come around so often but no famously every two years and every four years <laughs> right right even i know that which <laughs> unless there's a pandemic in which case true. it's pushed out but i'm trying to think of like brands like this doing olympic collaborations i don't are ath- athletes too are becoming more and more of like influencers i guess they always have been but it's been pretty centralized into like the lines are getting blurred and now the kardashians have taken over the olympics and it's just all becoming one big brand should we talk about scarlett johansson a lot of people actually dm'd this to us or like tagged us in posts saying it's like like, we we and we got it don't worry if there's any if there's anyone who like we're on the we're we we're hot on the trail of it is an a-list movie actress who is launching a skincare line and i hate to put negativity into the world and I won't because we're trying to get her on the podcast, but I hope it I hope it's great. <laughs> um, it just seems random. I feel, like you took, seems, I feel like you kind of pivoted there and you it were seems random. It does seem random. But then again, we don't know much about who she is as a person. Exactly. And so I mean, like Pharrell, we don't know much about who he is as a person, but we know that he has like phenomenal skin. So for him to launch a skincare line made a lot of sense. For Scarlett Johansson, she has great skin, but I wouldn't say she's someone who's known for her skin. We don't know that it's even skin, right? Like, also, again, no, skin what care. is it? I was thinking, too, it's she's having her Hollywood publicist put out this press release because it's somebody that doesn't work in beauty. Like, it's the, <laughs> the way that they're framing it is her new line will offer a clean, accessible approach to beauty. This is the most tired. This is not like 2017. What is happening? It's also just weird because the timing of this announcement was bizarre because it didn't even, they don't even have a name for the company. But apparently it's been created because the, according to this People Magazine article, her co-founder, this woman named Kate Foster, who's like old school, like brand exec from Victoria's Secret, Juicy Couture world, was saying that like they've created a brand that... We're proud to have built a brand that fills a void in the market and addresses a true consumer need. Again, what, why is wouldn't the, they what are you name, saying? Why, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't they name, why wouldn't they say what the name of it was if they had it? I don't think they have it. And she says, our brand platform is differentiated and has a great deal of runway for growth and expansion. So it's, again, I don't, they're not really saying anything, but they're saying a lot. They're like buying time. They're stalling. Also, her the investors in her brand are also the same people behind Tracy Ellis Ross's Pattern Beauty and Millie Bobby Brown's beauty brand Florence by Mills. 
You know who we didn't mention, and nor did we even put on our news topic list, but Vanessa Hudgens and Madison Beer launched a skincare brand called No Beauty or Known Beauty. No, No Beauty. And with one a K. Of the, with a K. And one of the things that you can do is you can take a DNA test and find out if you are 100% that bitch. No, you can take a DNA test and find out like what no, nobody's getting my DNA. This is some like weird Black Mirror shit. They're like, let's get like, we need to get the millennial woman's DNA. But honestly, like if I'm going to trust anyone with my DNA, it's definitely Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> like, what is she going to do with it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I trust her and I trust Madison Beer with my DNA because I just don't think that they're going to do anything with it. Like, I'm more suspicious of like Google and Wozniecki or whatever from 23andMe because yeah, Google has the resources to like do some sketchy shit with my DNA. I just don't think Vanessa Hudgens does. But that's the point. It's that's the point. That's why she's the perfect front for this. Oh, good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. They don't want her to know either. It's almost like Zoolander, where like Zoolander was the face of the evil stuff that what's his that Will Ferrell's character was to. doing because yeah. everyone was like, he's so fucking dumb. Like no one would expect it. Not that Vanessa Hudgens is dumb. She's smart. And so is Madison Beer. I don't know anything about I High School Musical was not my era. Oh, no, I, she was in that movie, the Harmony Spring Korean Breakers. Movie. Spring Breakers, right, right, right. Which doesn't help the case here, but like. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I feel like her, my secret's safe with her for now. So are you going to do it? No. Are you going to send in your DNA? <laughs> no, but basically also the funny thing is that it's like going to tell you what your collagen quality is like and your skin elasticity and all that stuff. I did 23andMe, so I'm eating my words. And it's like, you probably are this and this. And none of the things that it says that I am, I am. I don't think that the DNA technology is quite well, there yet. Or are you just not ready to accept that? No, but one is like, you're like incredibly athletic. And it's like, I wouldn't say <laughs> that seems like a stretch. Oh, I wanted to ask you actually, You ha so you've been posting these crazy workout videos. Are you doing that on a consistent basis or like what's going on? <laughs> I mean, I am, but I wouldn't say that I'm like How really often? athletic. How often? Five days a week. Shit. Oh my God. I need to like get back out there. Yeah. I, we worked out together that one time. Yeah, and you, I like that. But you said it was super easy, and I don't yeah, think those workouts was easy. are easy. I mean, I like do really intense workouts, so yeah, that was so easy for me. Would you say that 23andMe might be onto something here? Maybe. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hold on. I want to now <laughs> very quickly look at my 23andMe and see. I want to give you a better example than athleticism for what it says that I should be based on my DNA. <sighs> okay, ready? I have the muscle composition that's common in elite power athletes. There you go. I likely can smell asparagus pee. I likely don't have a bald spot. I have slightly higher odds of disliking cilantro. Love cilantro. Likely no cleft chin. Uh, Annie. Oh, you have one. I have a cleft chin. I likely have wet earwax. What does that mean? How would they know? I'm less likely to have a fear of public speaking. <sighs> what? I, I my like hair that. is likely straight or wavy, and I'm less likely to have thick hair. It's like, what? This is, I, this is literally false, patently false. Anyway, let's keep on going. 
Did we talk about DCM's Everything is Chemicals campaign? We did. We did that right? we did. And now people are still fuming. The CEO of Amaris, which is the conglomerate that owns Biosense, Pipette, Costa Brazil, and a few other brands, basically thinks that this is a dangerous campaign because we're not quite there yet in consumers believing that there are certain chemicals that are actually bad that you should avoid. So the idea that like embracing everything as chemicals is too simple and that we should be a little bit more discerning, essentially. That's what he said in Beauty Independent. When I've seen this article promoted, it was kind of like clean beauty lashes back at the ordinary, like there's this like big feud happening. I think essentially they're all, they're kind of all saying the same thing. It's like, everybody just needs to be more educated. But I think this interview is really funny because it's like this guy who he kind of obviously has fuck you money and that's how he's doing this interview. And maybe again, this is just funny to me as somebody that has just launched a brand and you're kind of having to be very careful about positioning. And also we have a podcast. I don't want people thinking I'm (laughs) going to like ask the hard questions or be a dick, but this guy is like, it's a really good interview. You should just read it. The way he talks really comes through and he's kind of no bullshit about having quote unquote clean brands and what he thinks that means, which is refreshing because oftentimes when we see clean brands marketed that way, it's like such a letdown and it's like very goop. which I think we've all moved past as a society, right? Yeah. That cruise ship has sailed, would you say? I would say that princess cruise ship has sailed. Celebrity cruise. Celebrity Celebrity cruises. This is a news story where I, uh, I like do a kind of like scoff, like, like, duh, which is that the sexual wellness brand craze is still happening. When we launched Necessaire, at this point, three years ago, we launched with the lube as part of body care because we felt like sex care and body care shouldn't be disconnected. And no one wrote a trend story then. Charlotte's book founder Robin Schaubin teamed up with Carol Radziwill to launch a sexual health brand called Sex and Good, a line of supplements that will be $27 to $40. And there's a supplement for, quote, down there care, which is urinary tract health, OMG formula with horny goat weed for your libido. It's just basically like uh, like magic powders. And then going along with that news, it was announced that Maude, isn't that the Dakota Johnson brand where she's the creative director? I think it is. I recognize this paneled wooden screen that the founders had shot a shot against. But anyway, Maude announced that they just raised a $5.8 million Series A round. So that totals $10 million of money that they've raised to create personal sex tech products, which is a really fun word. This is in Forbes. I don't know, something about this that doesn't speak to me personally. Also, Cake. Hello, Cake. Are you familiar with Hello, Cake? No, I've gotten served their ads. It's like a cheeky brand of like different lubes. They closed a $4 million seed round and are going into select Walmart stores this month. And they make lube and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I've looked at the website occasionally. It's condoms, lube. There's a lube called Tush Kush. Tush Get Kush. it? And anyway, then one's um, called Solo Lotion, which is a moisturizing cream for men's me time play. Oh, wow. So they're basically just trying to sell us Lubriderm, you know? Oh, interesting. No, I don't know, but now I do. Yeah. Have you ever had sex with a guy and he has a pump of Lubriderm? 
next was bad. That's not for dry and cracked hands, honey. <laughs> Nick, I think last time we've talked about like people I was dating, it was probably that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like that jumbo Sam's Club Lubriderm. It's like now he has his like dentures and the. There you go. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So sexual health, sexual wellness, still penetrating the zeitgeist. No pun intended. <laughs> We should have like a Gen Z segment music. What would that be? It'd be like Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, it would be like one of the TikTok songs. <laughs> it would be the sample of that song from the 60s where it's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> because it's two, two people in their yeah. 30s talking about Gen Z. <laughs> The favorite makeup brand of Gen Z in 2021 is Maybelline, which I was surprised at upon first glance. And then I realized, like, they have the power of Gigi Hadid. And they've kind of, I feel like Maybelline's always done, like, kind of a Victoria's Secret angel kind of model with models where they have these, like, super influential faces of Maybelline that they have them create all this. They're like Maybelline girls through and through, you know? I mean, I don't see Maybelline as like a relevant brand, but again, I'm not the right age. They're doing the most innovative stuff in drugstore for sure. So if you're a Gen Z, you have no money, you have no car, you're going to the drugstore, you want to get the same products that you're seeing influencers use on TikTok and Instagram, Maybelline is the brand at CVS with those things. Yeah, fair. And I think the funny thing is that the number two brand is Elf, which famously this past year made a collaboration with Chipotle, which we laughed at. But obviously, someone in their marketing department is pretty genius because they're not really trying to like convince people to use extra guac eyeshadow, but it's more of just like this, let's get some press and like be relevant and funny and cool. And it's working. I was surprised that ColourPop is number eight on the list. I would have thought they would have been way up there. But yeah, it's crazy. This glossy article shows this like side by side chart from 2019 to 2021, how these stats have changed. And just to clarify, they're summarizing a Kira, which is a Gen Z media company study called the Gen Z State of Beauty Report. Yes, exactly. Fenty Beauty fell off the list. Glossier fell off the list. Too Faced, which you never hear about, has been on the list both years. In fact, they're number four this year. I never see Too Faced anywhere anymore. I mean, I guess it's like we're not Gen Z, but maybe like it's also whoever they're talking to. I don't know. I don't who what's Kira? But Interesting, Maybelline, interesting, Elf, Chipotle, Bless. Do you know what their favorite makeup product is by a landslide? No. Mascara. Isn't that weird? I wouldn't have guessed. Well, Maybelline, Great Lash. No, actually, the mascara product that they're saying like really took off was something that they launched on TikTok, um, which is Maybelline's Sky High Mm. Mascara. And it sold out four times at Ulta Beauty as a result of the brand's successful TikTok campaign in December 2020. Hmm. God, it's so insane. We need a Gen Z correspondent who can like translate some of this for us. Do we know anyone? Readers, if you're Gen Z and I want someone smack dab in the middle of Gen Z, not someone who like is qualified as Gen Z in like a technicality. I want someone who is like very much Gen Z and we can talk to you and ask you questions. Hit us up. I want you to get mad at me when I say that Olivia Rodrigo just sounds exactly like Paramore. I want you to not know who Paramore is. (laughs) Do you know Paramore, Nick? Yes, of course. The only reflection or the only intention, whatever that song is. You are 
the only <laughs> exception. The only exception. Love Paramore. Haley mm-hmm. and her orange hair. Listen, we have two very exciting interviews coming up with two, I would say, I mean, very big digital experts and influencers, so to speak. So this, as you might have realized at this point, is an interviewless episode, but the next couple are going to be jam-packed with other people talking. So I think with that, we could do product of the week and then leave you be. Let's do it. I was served an ad on Instagram for this basically hydroponic garden tower made out of recycled ocean-bound plastic called Lettuce Grow. And essentially, it looks like a big skinny butt plug that has lots of little holes in it that you put little seedlings in. And then a sprinkler system runs in the inside of it on a timer that feeds the plants that you put into them water. And one of the main investors is Zoe Deschanel. She was in the Instagram ad. Zoe Deschanel is fine, but she's not a superstar to me. But I just thought that this idea was super interesting. I have a little outdoor space. I've wanted to have a garden up on my patio, but I tried planting herbs last year and it just didn't work. Maybe I was not watering them enough. I was watering them too much. But lettuce grow is kind of like dummy proof in that you get the full kit and every few months they send you seedlings that you just like insert into these little pods and place in this butt plug and the water on a timer and you set it and forget it. You add nutrients and these plants like bloom and grow and they sent me one to test. So that's what I'm currently testing. I'm about a week and a half in and I'm obsessed with it. I rush home every night, not just to see my daughter, but also to check on the lettuce grow to see how my plants are doing. And what I think is so interesting about this company is not only are they sort of giving people the power to like grow their own vegetables and the water that you're using is recycled from the tank. So it's not using a lot of water. It's actually quite eco-friendly, but you're growing this bounty of vegetables and there's a really active Facebook community that they've cultivated with like 12,000 people on it. So anytime you have a question about what nutrients to use or what bug is this or what's that, like a million people will answer you really quickly. And it's this like very engaged, interesting community that I'm now kind of obsessed with. And for the 24 plant stack, it's about 500 bucks. And that's obviously the one-time investment for like the water pump and all the pieces. But then you can really make your own seedlings with a couple of things on Amazon, which anyone DM me and I'll talk you through it. Or you can buy them from Lettuce Grow and they come from local farms and they're like just a little like sprout. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, you can see it out there. Oh, I see it. It looks like a weird like it looks like a birdhouse. It's a birdhouse, but already like the zucchini seedling that I planted is flourishing. There's lettuces already happening and it's been seven days and I am obsessed with it. I'm going to keep on studying it and learning about it and reporting on it. But so far I love it. And I think it's cool to give people the power to like make their own vegetables because the amount of like plastic bags and like clamshells that I use when I want to buy herbs or lettuce greens from the grocery store will now be significantly reduced because I'm having them on my patio. I love that. 
my product this week is 100% acetone nail polish remover because I went for years thinking that you needed to buy the kind with like extra vitamins, nail strengtheners. It's all bullshit. What you want is a really strong acetone that can just immediately help you get off all of the polish, especially gel. Nothing else will work. If you use something that's not 100% acetone, you're just soaking your nails in diluted acetone for a much longer time, which is much more harmful to your nails. I thought you were supposed to use acetone-free nail polish. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just get the 100% acetone. No, but you're you're saying instead of looking for products without acetone, you want to double down on acetone? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm putting all my money on acetone. It's not dangerous? My point is, (laughs) if you sit there soaking in it in diluted acetone or non-acetone with like other things in it, you're just wasting product money and potentially exposing yourself to a formula that also isn't super great for you, but you're it's on contact with your skin for much longer and you're soaking into your nails for much longer. So for the ultimate nail health, what I've found and what has been signed off on from my nail tech friends that I saw this past week as I got these insane like inch long red nails 100% acetone. That's just what you have to do. Well, I think with that, we'll call it quits for this week. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamine Molly from Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Prezant, and our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. And as always, email us, text us, DM us, hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com, nick at eyewitnessbeauty.com, annie at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Let's rate and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, just send good vibes to us. We'll send good vibes in return. And we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.